Yeezy, I think we about did it. We are back with another Hashtags and Headlines. These are just football shows now, so we are back for another episode of the Athletic Football Show, which, by the way, that was my obsession. I brought it up last week. I'm already over it. They made me mad. Does everything have to be political immediately? What happened to football? What what was political? I missed it. I didn't even watch the fucking Hall of Fame game. What happened? No, well, that was awesome. The Raiders won undefeated preseason champions. No, I, I was... Uh, with, with the with the Deshaun Watson stuff has gotten the whole world so like just up in arms. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you know Deshaun Watson, like, look, they gave him the six games, and I want to be on the side. They wanted more, but I want to be on the side sometimes of like the liberal side. I guess the liberal side is like women need to be respected, and and so Robert Mays, who does these athletic football podcasts that I listen to, he was like crying. Talking about how it's just not enough and it's so disrespectful to women. And can you imagine how all the female people in the NFL feel like there's all these uh, I'd fix the botrix. I thought there should be some TTS is already happening. Fix for life says, will you be reviewing fantasy teams? Yes. As soon as we're done talking about this part right here, that's like the main thing tonight. I think is just fantasy football teams. And because we did a draft, and I kind of agree with something you said. Like, poor kids are just. Malachi Black just says, VLDs trade me Austin Eckler. Ricardio says to hydrate. Uh, Nathan says, we need to get him Austin Eckler. He sold on Austin Eckler a lot more than me. I also found out that Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended. I didn't know that when I drafted him. So, um, <laughs> lots of big updates coming tonight. That was the sip of water for Ricardio. But I like. Gizzy, I want to be on their side. Like, I agree. Like, him abusing all of these women is a terrible thing. And then the other side of me, when I listen to a grown man crying about it into a microphone, I, like, almost feel like, like, we need to be more respectful to women in the other way. Women are adults. They have full capability of making their own decisions. Uh, you Four know, kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Randy kids. Orton Post. They don't need your fucking sympathy is how I felt a lot of these times. And I and I brought this up before, the same with the Ric Flair thing. We need women to be strong and to and to be these warriors that guys like Robert Mays are crying about. If this man is such a villain, why are we just trying to get money out of him and not trying to put him in prison? Like, oh, we're going to file a bunch of civil suits. That way we get more money. We don't want to take a monster off the street who apparently did this to more than 30 women. We just want him to pay us. Yeah, fucking pay up, dude. I that's I, there's no criminal charges. I don't know what they uh, want to do here. Do they end up giving him more games or no? It's still in the it's still in the process. Goodell wants more games. They want to they want him gone for the year. That that's kind of what they're they want to do uh, because Robert was crying. He's even like, I mean, this just shows that the Cleveland Browns were betting that this wasn't that it was only going to be a few games. And like, yeah, yeah. I I agree. The Browns were stupid for making that trade anyway. This is a guy who's already missed a year of action. And I don't know. I don't think – I think crying about it is really condescending in a lot of ways. I just watched the Woodstock documentary on Netflix. And even with that, I'm like – I am I want to be on the side of these women. And they're like, men are groping these women. It's sickening. And these men are all pigs. And men need to learn how to control themselves. And, and then, you know, because the, the promoter was talking about how these women were naked and they were asking for it. Now, I completely disagree. <laughs> I completely disagree with that statement. I think, what a piece of shit. Like, just, how many shirtless guys are walking around and nobody's touching their nipples? The women take their shirts off and everybody's like, give me a boob. Give me a boob. 
So yeah, I agree that like it's it's a little different. Women aren't asking for it just by not wearing a shirt. But there were women that were like shaking them and telling guys to feel their titties. So if there were like, let's say there's a thousand women there, and oh, it's those women' fault. It's it, let's say the the five hundred women make it okay. Hey, grab my breast. I don't give a fuck. And then the other five hundred women are like, no, no, no. I don't like being groped. I don't like being touched. But the standard has been set by these other women that this is how this is going to go down this whole weekend. It's it's such a gray, sticky scenario. And did you watch the Woodstock documentary yet? No, I've watched the preview like three times. We just haven't committed to it yet. It's it's a breeze. I watch it so fast. Like I, I normally want like I don't. I still have a whole season of Yellowstone that I'm binging. I used air quotes there because I'll finish it eventually. But the Woodstock documentary, I could not stop. It was so great. And then last night, I even decided, pff, I heard there's one on HBO Max. I'm watching that one, too. Like, I watched both of those. HBO Max is, in a weird way, way more political than Netflix is. You'd think Netflix would be the one that's like, imagine being a trans person at this thing. No, dude. Uh, no. <laughs> HBO Max is the one that's like, white people always copy black people. That's why That's why Kid Rock had a DJ in his set, Limp Biscuit had a DJ, and all these white people are just copying black people. And how do you think that black people in the audience felt during DMX's set where all the black people are screaming the N-word? All the white people are screaming the N-word. And it was just like, well, hold on. It's part of the song. <laughs> and... Like it's also shouldn't we stop using that word altogether? How come we've we've created this word? Uh, don't even start down that. Road. I know, People right? Want to touch that? Isn't that no. so funny? Like that's just one thing we can't. Nobody's allowed to to comment on that. Coach Carter was the one who was like, "Don't say that, okay? Like, don't you, stop saying that word." But Keezy, we did have a fantasy football draft. Uh, when was that? When was that? Last week? <laughs> Fucking Thursday, I think. And it came out of nowhere. No offense to out uh, of nowhere. Like, Can I fucking underline what you just said? Out of nowhere? Yes. No out, preparation. Yeah, no prep. I, like, I've been listening to – no offense to this league, but this was like a mock draft in a lot of ways where it was – I didn't know yeah. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know what all the rules were. Th- yeah, like even Maddie, Maddie Spice in the chat, like I was warned two hours before the draft. One point it's not even the third week of the preseason. And that was a great point. Like, there was no – there was no prep for this. It was just like, okay, we're doing a draft. Are you good at this time? And I was like, geez, not really, but I'll figure it out. Like, I, I guess I'll make it work. <laughs> so, and even Nathan the check, get over it. Everybody is like, look, I we did the draft. All right, I'll throw it out there. I did it. Um, but I was it, there the whole time. And I you think, know why? Because we only picked fucking four bench players for a keeper league. And I. Well, so, and that's the other thing I had a, a problem with. I was like, what is a keeper league? It, everybody uses that phrase differently. So, I guess let's start this whole thing at the very beginning, okay? So, primetime hits the ring, beloved listener. Uh, hit, you know, hit me, hit us up, like, hey, we're doing fantasy football. Do you guys want in? What's your Yahoo emails? And I'm already in like two other leagues, but I'm always like, yeah, like anybody needs somebody to play fantasy football, I'll fuck it down. Like, I'll do it. So, I, I, I say, yeah, let's get the team going. And he Poor says it's a keeper league. Spliff with the hydrate. So, in your words, Zach, what is a keeper league? To me, and that's the other problem is even the commissioner doesn't know the fucking rules of this league. <laughs> I couldn't get what the scoring was. I couldn't get any information before this draft. But to me, the a keeper league is what I used to play in when I first started fantasy, where every year you drop like. Five or six guys, keep the rest, and then just draft new people. 
See, so my keeper league that I'm so in. So, like, you don't want to draft Tom Brady because next year you're going to need a new fucking quarterback. Well, and because and, and when during the draft, you were even making comments like, yeah, draft Aaron Rodgers in a keeper league. I'm like, why wouldn't I? Aaron Rodgers rules. Like, because I'm worried about the tr- – I want the Lombardi now, okay? Like, I'm, I'll am i figure out quarterback next year. Like, so I that that was the problem is the, the league that I've been in, with with Jason Wickham and and you know his and his family like all that league that we're in keeper league is you keep one fucking guy so so I'm That's like it? so we so the way it works is and I even got my list from last season is he sends me a list and he just says hey here's your guys that are available and uh, which one do you want to keep and then it says okay whichever guy you keep you surrender a draft pick so I drafted Leonard Fournette in like the eighth or ninth round last year. So I had to give up a seventh or eighth round pick. And I said, that's my guy. Because my other ones were like Deontay Johnson for like a third round pick. Not doing that. Uh, I Like my team fell apart by the end of that last season. So it was really easy for me to figure out who I was going to stick with. Let me see. I want, I want to find the key. Malachi Black says Jeezy would be the worst fantasy commissioner. Well, if we knew the rules, Dude, I think it would be you easier. You guys have no idea, bro. I've been around fantasy. My dad's league. <laughs> Used to fucking manually get the stats from the newspaper yeah. in, like, the 80s. And then they made a website on their own. They had a guy that made a fucking website in, like, 95 on fucking Windows 95 where they ran their own football league. And that's the keeper league I got into. I was in that league for, like, 10 fucking years, dude. Here was what I was hit with. These were my keeper options for my keeper league. So you keep one guy. So my list of eligible but you keepers. you lose the draft pick you took them in. Yeah. No, no, no. You lose. So I think you, it goes up around. So if you want to keep them. So like, let's say, because I, I think last year I drafted Patrick. Dix oh, for life Mahomes? says the Lex Express is built to win. Yeah. I had Mahomes in like the second round or something. I don't remember. I don't remember when I got Mahomes, but he's not on my list anymore. Right now, the, my, the, my eligible people, because you lose people who retire or Yahoo says they're not. Like, they're going to be drafted in the 13th round anyway, so they're not eligible. Yeah. So, James Robinson for, for my second-round pick, absolutely fucking not. Travis Etienne for life. Uh, Deontay Johnson for my third-round pick, no. Mitchell Trubisky, no thanks. Uh, Leonard Fournette for my seventh-round pick. All right, that's a little better. You know, he's he's going pretty high this year. He had a great, a great season. Jacoby Myers for my 10th-round pick. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. I like Jacoby Myers, but I could probably draft him in the tenth round. And then my last one was Buffalo's defense, thirteenth round. So I was like, okay, what? yeah, I was like, I'm, my team fell apart. Like, listen to Tyler Bailey. You have to, you kept Buffalo, right? No, I fucked Buffalo. Let him go. I, I, I stream defenses. The I'm number like, one defense. I'm getting Leonard Fournette. Okay, seventh round pick. He's he's That's going a fucking terrible choice. I'm not going Buffalo's defense. I could draft him in the eighth round in the real draft. So yeah, you could have got in the twelfth round if you would have just kept him. No, it would have been my thirteenth. I would have had to surrender that. I'm gonna get somebody. I I he want... said it was one round up. See now you're confusing. No 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 no. I mean I drafted them last year in the fourteenth round. So this year oh, I have so to surrender okay. because gotcha. what that essentially does is let's say you draft like I think I drafted CMC first. So if I drafted him first, I can no longer draft him because I can't surrender any picks. So he's going to be back into the pool. But if I drafted like sometimes you hit a home run where you do draft a guy like like uh, the year before this, I drafted Stephon Diggs in like the seventh round. So I was like, oh, shit. yeah, I was like sixth round pick. Go, you can have it. I got Stephon <laughs> Diggs. 
So, and this is the team that fell apart. So Diggs being on my team, I don't know why he's not eligible. I would have kept him again. Maybe we can't keep him two years in a row or something. But it always moves up. That's like a bear. That's Hi. I would. Maddie Spice oh. is a subscriber. Go ahead, Zach. Calling that a keeper league is a travesty. Yeah, that word is really confusing for a lot of people. It's like trans. Wait, dude, in our keeper league, you could keep everybody if you wanted to. Yeah, and you can just kind of drop the ones you don't, and then then those guys go into a uh, go into a pool like. Tyler Bailey's yeah, so team like, was However stacked. many picks you have. So say I only drop four guys, I get a pick in the first four rounds. Yeah. But then other guys drop half their team, they draft fucking ten guys. Yeah, they have they they have more there's and there's less guys in the pool, obviously, but it's still And I fucking dude, my first draft pick in that league first year, drafted Cam Newton as a rookie. <laughs> so you were set for a few years until the collapse. Until the collapse. So yeah, I mean, Claps has only been what three years now? Four? I mean, after that Super Bowl was really when it was over. So whenever that was, but yeah, this he year's fucking draft jumped on that ball, dude. This draft, yeah, that's all it really came down to. Uh, so this draft was, you know, I didn't know the scoring. Is it PPR? I don't even know yet. Is it still PPR? I think it's half point PPR. Perfect. I drafted thinking that's what it was. Like that's just become the new standard. So I was very excited. I was like, okay, cool, half point PPR. Uh, I can figure this out. So. um I guess we'll just go through it. I was the sixth pick. Tyler Spider is in the chat. He says he's drunk. Uh, welcome to the party, Tyler Spider. Hope you're doing well today, my friend. Uh, so let's take a look. Let's bring up my team, actually, because I do have a team. Um, and, yeah, I think everybody was kind of like, I. this was my least favorite draft I've ever done. But – once it was over, I was very, very happy with the results. Now, I don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended like I'm hearing. Uh, that's kind of frightening. So uh, let me see. Let's move this right. Tyler Spita says, I'm cooking burgers, steak, and shrimp so sexy. Let's go. Hell yeah. All that shit up. Burger, once. steak, and shrimp. Meal prep, my friend. So, yeah, uh, Geezy, let me walk through this. This is my team as it stands right now after the draft. Now, here's another frustrating thing. I loved the amount of bench spots that we had. I think we only had five, right? I think it was. Think that it was, is so bad. That's amazing. I don't. And here's the problem. So You're, I'm going to have to drop my fucking kicker in defense when I when they don't play or I just don't play him. Yeah. Well, yes. That's look. That's what I'm doing, because realistically, to be honest, I agree with what you're saying. But what's going to happen is after your kicker has their bye week, you're then going to stash another receiver or stash another tight end. It's not like you're always going to have two defenses and two kickers on your roster. So No, but I have a top three defense. I don't want to fucking drop them ever. But you're still going to need that. Somebody else is going to pick them up. What's, I, just, I don't like bench spots in fantasy football because what ends up happening is people will sit on all the receivers or all the running backs, <laughs> and then when you go to the waiver, like, oh, my guy got hurt. I need to go find somebody. It's like, ha. Yeah, I, that's why you have a deep bench. Well, that's that's why it's stupid to have such a deep bench. It's like, ha, I had the handcuff for Chase Edmonds, J.K. Dobbins. I have all the handcuffs. Uh, my team sucks dick, but I have every handcuff running back. So I got that rookie from Georgia in case Josh Jacobs gets hurt. I got Amir Abdullah in case Josh Jacobs gets hurt. I just have a list of backups because I'm not using my team that well anyway, but my bench is loaded with potential sleepers. And that just bugs me. Like Your, your team needs to be your team. You don't just get to have this deep fucking reserve because I like what you're saying. I agree. Like, 
oh, well, I, I don't have enough for like backups at each position position. But that's why you have like you're you're never gonna need like look at my bench right now. I have Hunter Renfro, Elijah Moore, and Tyler Boyd. I have three backup receivers that are never gonna see the field unless of a bye week. Yeah, but every fucking player oh my god, Vleeties, you're so frustrating. Every player has a bye week. I I go early picking the best tight end, picking the best kicker, and picking the best defense. And I'm going to have to fucking drop all three of them to pick somebody up when they have a bye week. Well, as my roster sits right now, if we get to a bye week where I don't. So my kicker and my defense, their bye weeks are Look, week, week nine. Week 10, right? you're fucked. Week 7, you're fucked. Week 7, you're completely fucked. Week 7? That's Look my. Your whole bench is off. Well, yeah, that's my bench. All my starters are in. Week like, 14, <laughs> you're fucked. You got three guys out. Week 14. But my, but my bench is. My bench guys will cover that. Now, week nine will be the only week where it's like, holy shit. I need a defense and a kicker. I'll probably drop both these fucking guys. By this point, there's going to be another kicker with more points than Jonathan Garibay. And there's going to be yeah. more, and who are the Cowboys going to be playing? Like, I'll just go with whoever has a good matchup in week nine. Like, I, 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 yeah, it's great. Good for you for picking shitty kicker and defense. Well, I, I have a good kicker and a great defense. I but, don't want to drop them. But you probably have a shitty wide receiver that you can drop. Like, I, I don't need Elijah Moore. I can part ways. With Elijah Moore, if I had Malachi to. Black says didn't even counter offer my trade Vlitis. That's a you bitch move. You should see the disrespect Nathan Weller fucking sent me the other day. It's like a Mar. <laughs> it was like a Mar. He always does. It was like a Mari Cooper. He always says this like weird, like I think he you probably even, sent me a trade offer trading me Gronk for fucking Patrick Mahomes. I right think now. you even told me this one time like four quarters doesn't always equal a dollar. So like if I have a player that's worth a dollar and you're sending me a bunch of shit, it's not like well. If I get enough shit, I can build a mountain. Like, no, it's I still have a bunch of shit. So he's trading me Ezekiel Elliott, who I like, but then he throws in Amari Cooper. Like, I'm going to be pumped up. So it's Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper for Austin Eckler, my first-round pick for his third and ninth-round picks. Like, no way. It's a keeper league. Austin Eckler for life, who I hate. Let's get life. this going three-way because I have fucking Dak Prescott, so we can get you all the Cowboys – and I'll just take um, – <laughs> If Amari Cooper uh, was still wearing – I'll take Aaron Rodgers off your hands. And I even told uh, I even told Nathan, I go, if, if Amari Cooper was still wearing the star, I might consider it. If he was still in that offense with, with, uh, with Dak, I would probably be down. Like, okay, cool. But you're asking me to take a receiver who's going to a new team with a quarterback who's suspended for six games. So, yeah, I'm not going to take – I'm not going to – no, that's not the move. So, <laughs> so let's walk through this draft. Um, I, is there a place where I can actually look at the order of operations and how it, how it kind of went down draft results? Because the draft draft results, yeah. This did not go the way that I wanted it to at all. I was not having fun like from the beginning because I had the sixth pick. I hate being fucking first pick. That's the absolute worst. Oh yeah, that that's not a good spot to be first pick. So, because and then you got to wait. So when you make your yeah. selections and you're waiting the whole time, it's hard to build your strategy around who is even going to be available. What, what I was number six and the guy from Yahoo came on and he was like, let's be honest. This is the best spot in the draft. You're going to get a Hell top. Yeah. You're going to get a top five running back or a top five right wide receiver. You're going to, by the time everyone comes six, back four, around life to says, you. Jeezy, I tried to trade with you, motherfucker. We're not done talking trades. I don't, the commish said there was no trades allowed in the draft. So, <laughs> so you went first and you went Jonathan Taylor, 
which I'm sitting at number six. So I'm like, okay. I didn't want him. Like, I just, yeah, I had to. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I want Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup because normally in fantasy football, the running backs fly off the board pretty quick. I know it's a half point PPR, so Cooper Cup's probably not going to be around for me. So I'm looking at Justin Jefferson and even Jamar Chase as people that, okay, maybe I'll take these guys. Like, I had no interest in Christian McCaffrey. I played that game last year, and that bit me in the ass. Everybody was like, no, he was he was hurt the year before. He's going to be uh, healthy now. It's going to be great. Take him. No, he was hurt all fucking year and useless. Uh, I, I didn't want Najee Harris because I don't trust the Steelers' offense. I didn't know what they were going to do with that. So, Stephon Diggs wasn't even really on my mind. Dalvin Cook was on my mind. Um but I think Dalvin Cook – wait, is it going – which way is it going? It's Snake. It's the first column, second column, Because I was column, number six, right? So, okay, that's the numbers are next to them. So, Because even Dalvin Cook, I would have rather taken over who I got at number six. So, we went – you went first, Jonathan Taylor. The Fresh Prince of Hell Air went Cooper Cup. Great pick. I was kind of hoping that I, he would fall. No way. Justin Jefferson hoping he would fall. No way. Jamar Chase, I, I like Jamar Chase. I wasn't thinking of him this early. Then Derrick Henry went off the board, and I was like, shit. I really wanted Cup or Jefferson, and I didn't expect my be- the best player on the board to be Austin Eckler. And I'm not – as a Raiders fan, I just hate <laughs> Chargers. I, I don't know what it is. I hate Chargers, and I don't trust them in fantasy. I, I've never had a Charger, I think, other than one year I had Mike Williams before he was good. So I'm not confident at all, and I just pick Austin Eckler because I think if I draft Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to hate watch football all year. Dalvin Cook is somebody that I really enjoy, but I, I don't know why I didn't just grab him here at six. Uh, but like all the Yahoo projections and everything was like, no, you don't want to get fucking Dalvin Cook now. Yeah, they were almost convincing yeah. me. They were convincing me I can get Dalvin Cook in, at my 15th pick. So I was very, very flustered at the time of my pick, Zach. And, Matty Spice zero four says I got the best team name, and I was very unhappy. So, so you went Jonathan Taylor first. You weren't excited about getting the best running back. Is it because the workload was so much last year? I mean, it's fine. I I used to play a full point PPR, so I'm used to wide receivers over running backs. Okay, I I took him, and then I took fucking Kelsey next, and then Saquon. Like I'm pretty happy with my first three picks. Yeah, but I, dude, I can't stand being one because then you're one, one. I mean, you pretty much have no choice this year. Like it's pretty clear, John the Taylor should be number one, but then you have back to back picks. So I take Kelsey early because he's, you basically have a wide receiver in your tight end slot, and he's right. that much better than everybody else. And they don't have Tyreek anymore. Yeah, they don't have Tyreek, so he's gonna get a lot of work. And then I just take Saquon because I fucking love Saquon. He's due for a breakout year. And then it's rough because you have to sit there and wait. And like a, that's probably the longest wait is two picks in a row. And you can't yeah. really it's it's almost impossible to visualize what's even gonna be around by that point. Like because I like even for my picks. Like, it's what, like 19 more picks until I get another one? Yeah, you have to wait. 20 guys are gonna come off the board before it even comes back to you. Cause now here's where more panic for your boy said it. Again, least favorite fantasy football draft in my career. Because I, I I took Austin Eckler, a running back who I don't really like. Now, I have several strategies when I do fantasy football drafts. And most of the most of the times, the one that I win with, to be open and candid, 
is three running backs immediately. Like I always will just go because I'll fill the flex position first. And I've played most of my time. I haven't played in PPR leagues or if I play half point, most of those receivers that I would want are gone within the first couple picks anyway. Cup, Jefferson. Uh, so uh, as we get into that second round, Devontae Adams goes off the board first. I was like, okay, well, that would have been a great second round pick for me. DeAndre Swift. Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. I was looking at Nick Chubb like, I can't wait to get Nick fucking Chubb. This team's going to be sick. So then when it gets to me and I'm looking, I'm between three guys. I'm between Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, and Alvin Kamara. And I don't like – like, I like Aaron Jones, but every fantasy football thing that I've been listening to has been screaming, A.J. Dillon's going to have a fucking stellar year. A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Matt LaFleur loves A.J. Dillon. Everybody loves A.J. Dillon. So he was his name was in my head so much that as I'm looking at Aaron Jones, clearly who I should draft, I took Alvin <laughs> fucking Kamara, who's on a <laughs> shitty team. Like, he's on the worst team. I didn't even know he was going to be suspended this year. Apparently, he beat up his girlfriend, too. All these guys are beating it. Can we just delay the season, like, six games? Everybody misses six games. We're, they're all beating up their girlfriends at some point. Uh they're all getting jerked off by masseuses. So, well, uh, that's why you're supposed you're not supposed to do the draft until the last week of the preseason. Yeah, to figure all this shit out. Because none of the headlines about preseason have been Alvin Kamara suspensions pending. Like I don't even know that was happening. Like all the all the storylines that I've been reading are really you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is still not you know he's at Niners training camp. Uh, he's throwing in front of a live audience and they're putting him. I guess they had, someone said that they had him really close to the media and close to the fans, but they're not allowed to record anything. Because if he does really well, then the media is going to go, Jimmy looks awesome, Jimmy looks incredible. But if he looks really bad and they're able to post footage of it, they could say, like, oh, my gosh, Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. No one's going to trade for this washed-up piece of shit. So <laughs> I'm following those kind of headlines. I'm following the Raiders. Uh I guess in their preseason game, people were criticizing the offensive line. So, like, those are what I'm following. I didn't know Kamara beat up. So, like, why is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended? I have no idea. I didn't know that until you told me, let's, honestly. Let's look it up. Alvin I K just went on his profile, and I couldn't find any news about it. Uh, let's see. One day ago, Rod Walker, Alvin Kamara remained silent, but his stellar play in training camp speaks volumes. Saints, Alvin Kamara expect to receive suspension of at least six games. And this is from CBS Sports. So, Oh, yeah, that was a wasted pick, bud. Uh, yeah, let me see this. So the star running back, Alvin Kamara, is suspected to be suspended. The Pro Bowl running back was arrested in Vegas on the day of the 2022 Pro Bowl for battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. See, so this is back at the fucking Pro Bowl, and I had no idea this is this happened. Um, so Kamara uh, allegedly tried to stop the man from entering the elevator, put his hand on his chest. The man said that when – the man then pushed Kamara's hand off his chest and was pushed in return. And then he was punched and kicked multiple times. Uh, okay, so Kamara had his boys with him, apparently. And they were the ones who assaulted this man. Malachi Black says, do we want to scrap this and redraft? Yes. I, honestly, no. Because after excluding my first two picks, who you think, like, that's going to make or break your team. I go I go Eckler and Kamara. I wasted a pick on a guy who's going to be suspended. 
for beating somebody up in a club at an elevator. Who gives a shit? I think you wasted Fournette at three. I don't know why you wanted Fournette. So I bad. wanted Fournette. He had such a good year last year. People pretend that this fucking older than Tom Brady. He's twenty seven. He's a kiddo. That was the other thing that was shocking about this draft. Like Eckler, Kamara, and Fournette are all the same age. I had no idea that all these guys were twenty seven. I thought they were all in their mid thirties. So, like, haven't we? I've I've been watching Alvin Kamara play football for decades. I feel. Dix for life says your teams aren't built tough like the Lex Express. He's got an interesting point. The Lex Express has Michael Pittman Jr. in the third round. I have Leonard Fournette. I think Fournette was a good pick in the third round because look, he's my flex for the year. This guy, and and if Kamara's suspended, he's my number two running back for the year. So I'm okay with that because that you like him better than my Saquon at three. No, no, obviously not. Saquon, if Saquon was where I was at at this point, I would have taken him. If Zeke was there, I would have taken Zeke. But no, Fournette's a good pick. I think he's he's going to get number one uh, number one carries. Rojo's no longer in Tampa, so Ronald Jones will be out of the way. Uh, Fournette had a good year out of the backfield catching the ball. Tom Brady likes Leonard Fournette. Tom Brady takes these guys that nobody likes. Antonio Brown. Oh, do you know what we need to do next time? We need to have the sounder ready when people like subscribe or do anything. We need to have that. Do your dance, AB. Do your dance, oh, yeah. and then we need to both yeah, do the dance. Turn that shit on. We need to have that next week. I will get that done. Uh, but yeah, Tom can take these guys that don't fit in anywhere else and turn them into fucking you know James Whites or Dion Lewis's. So. Julian Edelman's. So yeah, Le- Leonard Fournette. I like him at that pick. And then, I, then, then when I got to that fourth round, I was looking at the available receivers, and I was not happy. I was a little, oh shit, I should have taken a receiver. But I like Kyle Pitts. Is there something wrong with Kyle Pitts? I, I, I took that pick, and I was so happy. Other fantasy people are so torn up on him that I listened to. Like, is it because it's Mariota? I feel like Mariota throws to his tight ends more than any other quarterback. I I think it's a good pick. He was up there on all the rankings that I saw. I mean, I like it better than well, – I mean, I got T. Higgins in the third. Yeah. Well, fourth, I mean. You got him fourth. in the fourth, yeah. Like, I, I think Kyle and, – and this is kind of the same logic that you had where tight ends are rough to draft. Like, if I don't get a tight end now, I probably am going to wait until the ninth round and get Dawson Knox. Like, I am going to just kind of settle for somebody. Now, I had Dawson Knox last year who I picked up as like a free agent – and he was a serviceable tight end all year. But if I just get a Kyle Pitts right here, I'm comfortable. I like that I just have my tight end figured for the whole season. Kind of like you are with your defense and kickers. I'm never settled with my tight end. Maybe getting Kyle Pitts, I'm a little more settled. So I went there in the fourth round. Your fifth round was Jalen Hurts. So you must be drinking the Jalen Hurts Kool-Aid a lot more uh, than than I. Or was this just kind of a panic pick? It was – half panic like i was going quarterback that round no matter what because Mah- mahomes went what how many picks before that oh good point let's see mahomes went at uh he went at 33 so he was only like six picks so you probably were hovering over mahomes no one's t- fucking waiting and then mahomes went and then a couple other like josh allen went i was like fuck i need to take somebody and hertz was by far the best person left yeah, well, and everyone's excited to see what he's going to do. I'm still not sold on the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I, I don't get they, – they, they made the playoffs last year. That's fantastic. So did the Raiders. You know, like teams make the playoffs. They don't really need to be in there. And I think they were the perfect example. They had no wins over a team with a winning record last season. Like that's that was how they made it to the post 
the postseason was they had an easy schedule and they're in the NFC East. So, like, I, I saw all of that and I just didn't think they were very good. So, Jalen Hurts has a lot, I, but everyone loves him. Everybody has really high hopes for him. So, uh, like, I, hey, they see something that I don't. Uh, and then in the sixth, so in the in the fifth round for me, I had to get a receiver. I mean, I went three running backs in a row and then a tight end. Receiver time. Best on the board was DK Metcalf. Now, this was based completely on they gave him a big contract, okay? Now, this is going to be like Larry Fitzgerald when he was on the Cardinals all those years, and they had, like, the shittiest teams, but Larry was still Larry. He was still getting it done. And if Geno Smith starts, the best stat that I saw was Geno completed 80% of his passes to DK Metcalf. So okay. I, I have some confidence that even on a shitty offense, DK Metcalf can still have a big year. And it is a keeper league. That was my other thing is this is a keeper league. It, let's say next year, I think DK's going to have a better situation. So I'm on board with the DK Metcalf pick. Um, I'm super down. I would have taken DK if he was there. And and I guess the next pick is where, and this is maybe people like Mike Williams. Now, here was my logic for getting another Charger. I hate the Chargers. I have one Raider on this team and two Chargers. This is the grossest team I've ever drafted. Mike, Mike Williams, I'm only excited about him because I've had Keenan Allen before, I think, and he was hurt a lot. And that was maybe his rookie season or his sec- his year two season, and that was a while ago. So in my head, I had Keenan Allen as, like, this old man who has got to be aging eventually. Like, uh, what are, I, do, I, know, I know we talked about this last week, but the Chargers, are you – so Keenan Allen's 30. Are you buying in? Are these guys winning the AFC West? Like, people are convinced – that this team that's gotten older is just going to beat the Chiefs. I don't I don't see it. I think Justin Herbert's going to be really fucking good, but I don't know. I mean, tell me who's really special on that team. Hey, like is Austin Eckler this good? Like is he that good game breaker? Like you when you're prepping for them, you're like shit. How are we going to stop Austin Eckler? Now he's got numbers and stats. Like when I was drafting him, I was impressed. But like it's, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I also think that they played some, they play some shitty defenses, and I don't see them, I don't see them as a huge threat. In, not not only in the NFL, but like the AFC, I don't see them as a huge threat. I think that they're still worse than the Chiefs. Uh, I think that uh, I, maybe they're the Raiders are ranked are, are the fourth best team. I could admit that. Now are the Raiders going to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, but I don't know. I, I, like I, I think that they're still. I, I and, and great point in the chat from Nathan Weller. They have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, so they have some pieces in there that are scary. But I don't know. Like I, just drafting Mike Williams, I really felt like he's the best on the board. Keenan Allen's getting older. I have no confidence in this pick, but it's I'm going to make it. I, you'll be fine, man. You'll be fine. But I, I don't know. I we growing up where we grew up, I can't fucking root for the Chargers. I can't believe in the Chargers. I just can't do it. They just, just break your heart. Do it. They're worse than the Raiders. They are just. They're just. They're yeah. They're just that. Uh, thanks for life in the chat. Can we talk about how the Titans are going to suck ass? Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they, don't they look worse? Like I know Ryan Tannehill. Everybody's kind of doing the game of. Okay, what is he? Like, remember when he was in Miami, people were trying to figure out, like, is he a franchise quarterback or is he – does he suck? I know they brought in a quarterback that they're planning on replacing him, so the exit door is already there for him a little bit. Uh, 
they they still have Derrick Henry, who did have his first big injury last season with the foot. Uh, I don't know. And th- them losing A.J. Brown and bringing in this rookie who apparently is, like, causing so much trouble in training camp. Uh, the Titans. I, well, who's winning that AFC South? Like, I know that it's a shitty division, but am I? are we really just about to say, well, obviously the Colts. I mean, they have the best running back. Why not? <laughs> and they have a former NFL MVP in Matt Ryan at the helm now. I think that's going to speak volumes. Very former. Uh, I, look, Who's their head coach? Uh, Frank what? Frank was that his name? Frank White White? I can't pronounce it. White Frank Reich. Oh my gosh, he was with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Okay, sure. But I mean that division is pretty shit, right? Speak. Yeah, that's the worst one. Speaking of uh, no, I mean Cowboys is, but I was gonna say okay. speaking of shitty divisions, Miles Sanders is the number one running back, and I drafted him in the seventh round. Because, yes, Kamara might be suspended, and I didn't know that. But I don't draft my, all my starters immediately like everyone else. Everybody's like, got to get my quarterback. Got to get my kicker in defense. I'm like, no, I need the best running back on the board in the seventh <laughs> round. I'll figure out quarterbacks later, which pff, I think I figured it out. But I took Miles Sanders in the seventh round. The According to Pro Football Focus, the uh, Eagles have the best offensive line in the NFL. So I was looking at Miles Sanders like, dude, if Kamara doesn't work out or Eckler doesn't work out, whatever, I'll at least have a solid number one running back on the fucking bench, dude. This was where in the draft, so like, do we want to redraft? No. I got Miles Sanders in the seventh round. I'm very, very happy with that pick. Yahoo was even like, interesting choice, picking another running back before getting a quarterback. Like, no, I, I'm happy with the quarterback that I got later on. This was the first pick in the draft that I was probably the third pick. I liked Kyle Pitts. I liked Metcalf. Uh, and then once I got Sanders, I was like, this team rules, dude. I'm loving this team, bro. So am I crazy, though, Zach? Because you, you draft that roster first. You go starters and then worry about the bench. Is What do you, yeah. what do you think of me going, no, because I – spoiler alert for the eighth round – I get another receiver, dude. I'm not drafting. <laughs> I don't need a quarterback. Quarterbacks are useless. I I don't know. I, there's enough people now. Just because the NFL is the way it is now, it's so offense-minded. Like, if you have a top 15 quarterback, like, you're okay. Right. Like, it's rare. Like, like Mahomes has to have a record-setting season for it to be – you know, you outscored the other guy's quarterback by, like, 20 points. Like, if you got somebody really good and you're playing a top 10 guy, you're you're only going to get maybe 5, 10 extra points. Like, it's not a lot. No. Unless they just absolutely go off and have, like, eight touchdowns. Well, and, and like, so to go to my eighth pick, Hunter Renfro, he was being drafted, like, his ADP was, like, almost 99 or something. And I got him at 75. So this was like, a, <laughs> this was such a reach. I wanted a Raider. I wanted Renfro. He's one of those guys that's really just like, you looked at his numbers from last year versus his projections and he blew him out of the water. And I think it's the same thing again with Yahoo this year where they're like, no way is this fucking guy going to have a big year again. But they added Devontae Adams. for Life says I drafted Tony Pollard in honor of Velides. See? Gotta get TP. Tyler Spida says my friend Darian says he loves you. I love you, Tyler Spida. And I love Tony Pollard as well. Go Raiders and go Cowboys. My, I wish they were just one team at this point. I did get into it at work. And I think I'm a Cowboys fan, dude. So I... Something is happening to me over this seat. I love the Raiders. We were talking Hall of Fame game. 
And then somebody came in and started talking shit about the Cowboys. And I stood up for the Cowboys like more than I would. Like with the Raiders. Like the fucking the marquee that you are. Look, huh? like, look, I'm wearing my Raiders shirt. But when people like denigrate the Raiders, I kind of go, yeah, you know. But it's fun to be a Raiders fan because when they get a first down, it's like we win the Super Bowl. But then when people start bashing the Cowboys, this thing like perked up in me. And I was like, how dare you talk shit about the Dallas Cowboys and live in <laughs> Dallas? Like, how dare you? It got me so angry. I was confused how people could say something. So because, you know, people, oh, when was the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? It's like, at least they've won a bunch of them. Your fucking team has won once. And it took how many years? So let's go by percentages. Your team sucks dick. Like I, I went on like this huge tirade. And they were like, yeah, I think it was an Eagles fan. I hate the Eagles because it was like, oh, the Eagles won one more recently. Like, yeah, and what would you do with it? You fired your head coach. You you let your backup quarterback go. You you put all your money into Wentz, and he's not there anymore. How? Yeah, real. the Super Bowl did a lot for you guys. Win three in, win three in five years and then come talk. And I was like a Cowboys fan in that moment. Like, why did I say that? That's such a Cowboys thing to say. Uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Can I make that more clear? Sure. Go get the tattoo, dude. I think, dude, that would be so sick if I did that. Uh, but ninth round, Geezy, that's where it all – like, I, I won the league, I feel. This is where I was so confident, and this is where you were like, fucking keeper league, bro. And it made me even think, holy shit, is this a bad pick? And then I, I had to rationalize it in my head, like, okay, fine. I'm going to win the championship this year, and next year I'm just going to rebuild. But I got Aaron Rodgers. How is Rodgers still sitting there? Is He a, did he did shrooms this offseason. He fucking rules. I mean, I'm down with it, dude, but pff, keeper league, you don't want a guy. He's almost been traded or retired the last how many seasons? <laughs> he does Fucking always. Three now. He's on shrooms now, and they and they, they, they got rid of Devontae Adams, and he has no weapons around him. He's all they have left. He's the savior of Green Bay. He always puts up a bunch of shit. I'm just excited to get Rodgers in the ninth round. And then TBH, if that whole Rodgers thing doesn't work out, I got Matty Stafford in the 12th, this this. This team is silly. I mean, that's a much better pick. Stafford in the right. 12th round. Like, that's – I'm drafting my back – and you look at how I do my draft. My last two picks, pff, defense kicker. I'll figure that shit out later. So <laughs> – and I went. I just went Dallas, Dallas. And that's based off of them playing Tom Brady in week one. Dallas is going to have a big defensive shutout performance against your oh, hero. Yeah. Gets your hero in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I totally. You want to put some money on that one? Uh, what do we, yeah, let's put 10. I was going to say 10 Bitcoin. We'll put 0. .0005 Bitcoin on it. How much? You got to translate that for me? I don't know either. I think it's like 10 bucks. Keezy, you drafted. <laughs> so let's go through your team. So after Jalen Hurts in the sixth and seventh round, because you go back to back, you went double receiver. You were like, I need to make your number one receiver was T. Higgins at this point. So you were like Brandon yeah. Cooks, who Brandon Cooks, for, for some reason, even with Davis Mills or whoever's his quarterback, he's good. I don't know how he pulls this off. Uh, and then Jerry Judy, which I think is a good pick. I I was I wanted he's in my flex. I I love him in my flex. I'm I, down with that. I wanted Cortland Sutton. Uh, or Jerry Judy because it's still kind of up in the air who's going to have a better now, season. Now Black says Brandon Cooks is fucking trash. He's been good every year. That's the thing is he's always on <laughs> shitty teams, and he always kind of – he's like Homer Simpson kind of just fading into the bushes, but he's always putting up numbers. He's he's a constant 12-point-per-week guy, 
and that's what you that's what you need from just a you're fucking needed. That's all you need. And then Jerry Judy could be he could be the ten point guy, could be the six point guy, could be the twenty point guy. We don't know what the Broncos offense is going to look like. When's their first preseason game? I might actually watch that one because I'm curious to see what the Broncos and Russell's probably not playing in the preseason, but I'd be very curious to see. Fucking, what, he should be. Shouldn't they all? He's on a new team, dude. You got to fucking get that shit together. I, apparently, these practices are all just games now. Because I was when I was looking at the the 49ers, like that whole Jimmy Garoppolo story I was reading. Apparently, Trey Lance looked like shit, and people were like, "Oh God!" On 14 of his 19 passes, he did something wrong, and they were breaking it down like this guy's not going to be the savior they expect him to be. So that's why the Jimmy G rumors have quieted down. They might just keep him on the roster in case Trey Lance doesn't work out. Uh, nice. And then day two, they were like, but Trey Lance can run and Jimmy G can't. Like, they're really excited to have, like, a hybrid quarterback, uh, <laughs> even if he can't throw the fucking ball. Then you do go Tucker and, and San Francisco's defense. Like, you immediately wrap it up. Nick Bosa. I was because Buffalo went, like, two picks before that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, look, at 78. It went, Yeah. Yep. 78 Buffalo. I was salivating for Buffalo's fucking defense. And they got taken two picks. So I was like, fuck, I got to take San Francisco. And then you just take the top kicker, dude. I don't want to worry about a kicker this year. Plus, the, and, and Von Miller goes to Buffalo. So that team is a little bit better than they were last year. And that, that's how saying a lot. Because fantasy wise, they, they were on my team a lot last year, too. I think they were my, I just rolled with them all year. And it worked out. I think in the beginning of the oh, year, yeah. they got the Patriots for, for a little bit, too. And their defense wasn't terrible as far as fantasy scoring. I don't know what's going to happen with them this year. Um, mm-hmm. Hollywood I Brown. Start any Patriots? You got Hollywood Brown. Are you are you buying in on the hype? Are you thinking what are your so Hard Knocks has the preseason version with, with the Titan or the Lions rather, and then they're going to have the in season version that they did last year with the Cardinals. Now that I wish they were the preseason team. I want to know what it's like in that Cardinals facility right now. Bringing on a new receiver who isn't he banged up? Isn't he still technically hurt or something? And then, of course, we yeah. got, we got a, Kyler Murray. I, I didn't know this, but if you look up his stats on Call of Duty during Double Experience Weekend, he fucking dominates, dude. Apparently, he is a huge Call of Duty addict, which is one of the reasons why Cliff Kingsbury and the in the Cardinals put it into his contract that he has to watch film because without him watching film he will play call of duty until he dies i the that sucks dude i, I don't know why so they took it out of his contract right it's it's done it's done they it's gone back yeah the, the, once the media caught word of it they made it about racism and they took it out nice so would you put that in peyton manning's contract no he's white is that what um, it is, though? Like, I this was another thing about the Woodstock Festival, Keezy. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you, Nathan. During the Woodstock concert, when the state police showed up, they talk about like talk about white privilege. If can you imagine if it was a, a black concert, which by the way, a black concert, like there were black people at this show. Like, I know the numbers of whites were probably ninety nine to one. But there was a bunch of white dudes, and when the police show up, you notice the white people who are rioting and burning shit, they shut down. They just they go back to just like because I I've been in those situations with even Caleb Cabrera, our friend who's Latino. He he tried to lie to a cop while you know we get pulled over, and she's like, 
have you boys been drinking tonight? He immediately said, no. I was like, yes, we have. And I was, we were were both in the back seat and we had a designated driver. I know we're not 21, but why are we going to lie? They're going to find out we're wasted. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe that's, that's my white privilege is that I know to not lie to the police in in the, in the face of danger. Cause, cause he he immediately, his response was, no, we're not drinking. It's like, no, yes, ma'am. We have been drinking. (laughs) And she's like, do you have any more alcohol left? No, we do not. We left it all at the party. Uh, do you mind if I, you know, look in the vehicle? And then we were like, I mean, you know, we kind of did one of these. Like, there's nothing yeah. in here. And then the driver had to get out, go talk to police. She got back in the car. I didn't even get a ticket. It's like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> like, like, just obey for a little bit. Just shut down. Be a little white robot. And the police will go away. So, yeah, I, they tried to make it about race. So, I think that. Uh, there's probably some white quarterbacks like uh, what's that guy's name? Paxton Lynch. I'm sure he was a big Call of Duty fan too. His career didn't work out. That's not a good name. I mean, <laughs> the, you can't have that name in 2020, dude. No, no way. So yeah, I, I like I can't wait for that version of Hard Knocks. I might even go back and watch some old seasons. Dude, I fucking love Hard Knocks so much. I, go watch every season back to the beginning. It's always been fucking good. Yeah, well, even Brian, fucking, dude, the Ravens with Saragusa and fucking uh, Ray Lewis and what's his face was a uh, not Suggs. Uh, Ed Reed was Ed Reed on that team yet? No, it's fuck. He's on. He's with Skip Bayless now. Oh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Dude, yeah. Fuck. Uh, Brian Billick said in said in an interview. Like when Spliff Swah says Colin Fagernick was stunning and brave. <laughs> if we, if we, like he says when people run into Brian Billick at the airport, Brian says that like if there's 10 people, five of them will congratulate him on winning a Super Bowl and will have questions about, you know, that Super Bowl team. And then the other five are going to talk about Hard Knocks. They just want to know what it was like having the cameras and what they saw in Hard Knocks, how much of that was true. So they want to go through all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. Hard Knocks is such a fun, such a fun time because we do get this behind the scenes, almost like wrestling. Like we love when we get that behind the scenes look, and uh, we're gonna see it. And I'm, I'm I loved Last Chance You, the football version. Everybody who tells me the basketball one's good needs to stop telling me that. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the football one. The basketball one was just a little too much for me. I think the football one, those, like I don't know, like no offense to the NBA, but there's only five guys. It seems like it's like. You can I can't imagine any of these guys making it to the league, but with last chance you, they I don't even think they're going to go to the NFL. I just want to see them go to a good school and get their lives together and and do that. I don't care if they make it to the NFL. I you know, I fucking missed that I didn't expect was fucking QB1. Yep. Little Jake Fromm. Dude, fucking I don't think I hate a person more than fucking Rattler after that show. Oh gosh. Well, especially after he beat Texas in that Red River shootout earlier uh, during the pandemic. I was so pissed off. Like the, the Sam Ellen, they we the we what's happening to me? The the Longhorns had the game like won, and it was just they blew that huge lead. Rattler was playing really well. It was very hard to watch and it hurt my feelings in so many ways. So, um, I, I, like the people are saying redraft Zach. I'm not thinking redraft at all. I, I like the way my team looks. Uh, now now one thing that did annoy me was getting a message saying, hey, we're adding three roster spots. because Now, I know for you, you're saying, no, that's what we need more roster spots. I was just, why are we doing another draft? <laughs> like, why are we like, why are we doing this supplemental? Like, why? We should not need more people on these teams. 
We drafted 14 guys, and there's only, what, seven or eight starting positions. Why do we need so many guys? And, look, I know. I know you want to have a backup defense. You're not going to have a backup defense after your defense is by week. No, I won't. But I don't want to fucking – I don't want to have to drop – Somebody, I don't. There's nobody I want to drop right now. Where's the commissioner? We're not going to get him back. Maybe we need like a defensive reserve. So when your defense has a bye week, you can move them to like a special bench that doesn't add a bench spot for the season. And then you have one week of okay, you can bring a bench on for just for your defense and just for your kicker. Because I, like I sure. just I see it. I know what's going to happen. People that have Harrison Butker uh, once his bye week hits, after that. You are. That's it. You're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have an extra bench spot all season for the rest of the season, in which you're gonna just stash a running back or stash a quarterback or stash a tight end. Like, it's having that many bench spots just creates people that are gonna hoard players. So when you go to the waiver wire and you're like, you know what, this number seven receiver on the Packers is gonna have a big week. I bet. Sure, man. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Season's about to start. We will see. I am in like three fucking months, but whatever. <laughs> we did draft really early. Like, why wasn't there like a big like message sent out? Like, hey, everybody, we're thinking of having the draft on this weekend. Like, I mentioned my league w- with Jason. Like, we had a vote in the Discord. There was a poll. There's been rule change votes that are happening. There's a lot of preseason for even fantasy football. It's just pretty disappointing to me, ladies. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm very excited for this team. I think we're going to do really well. Even looking at, uh, like, just like just looking and, and looking at the NFL in general. Very, very excited for this season. Is this like, I don't know, like, is this the best season ever? Just like mainly thinking about. There's not really any big weird political stories. Uh, the league is a little more up in the air than normal. Like, you know, typically you just look at yeah. you just look at the Super Bowl champions and the guys that lost and you think, okay, are those two teams gonna make it back? I don't think the Rams or the Bengals are guaranteed to make it back to the Super Bowl this year. No, I could see the Ram yeah, I could see neither of them making it. I think <sighs> Tampa Bay stands out. Kansas City, like I don't know. That like they're still in that realm of they have too many good people to not be at least like a top 10 team. Right. But yeah, there's a, and then the bills, everybody's high on the bills. I, I can see that. But then every, after that, there's like a clear difference between those teams and the rest of the league. Well, and I can even see the bills or, or the Buccaneers like losing a big game. Like you say, say they get in the playoffs and we see bills and chiefs again. I see the chiefs being able to beat them again, or let's even say it's, uh, I know that the Steelers are going to suck. All right. But what if they just catch fire for no reason? Like there's, there's so many storylines that I'm already looking at this season and thinking there's going to be surprises. There's going to be, it's not, it's, there's never been a season in the NFL where it's just been so crystal clear. Like what if Lamar Jackson just has an amazing season? And the Ravens are, they cut down on their interviews, our interviews, injuries. And it's like, yeah, of course, we always knew the Ravens were good. This team almost made it to the Super Bowl like three years ago. Why did we all forget them so quickly? Malachi Black says Cowboys aren't making it. Velides, don't get your hopes up. I, it's not that I'm getting my hopes up. I'll do it. It's not, I'm not getting my hopes up. It's just, that's what's going to happen. So I, my hopes aren't up. I just know. <laughs> 
I just know that they're going to do it. I just know that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. And remember last year when they were going to win the Super Bowl? They could have done it. No. That, what do you mean? <laughs> Not even close. They were so close. You don't remember? They were going to win. No. When's the last time they won a playoff game? It's been a minute, but when was the last time the Angels won a playoff game? That's not helping your argument. They're going to win the You're World Series next year. The Angels are. I honestly, but I know we got to. I know we got a hard out, but I, I might be done, dude. I'm seriously. I have so much Angels shit. My fandom has never wavered. Just change your mindset, bud. I think I'm going to be a Rangers, I, but I live in Dallas. All right, here's the argument. All right, I live in Dallas. I go to more Rangers games every year than I go to Angels games. Uh, when so Angels games come on at 9 p.m. when I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, Rangers games come on at seven when I'm having dinner. It's perfect. Like there's so many reasons to watch the Rangers going forward. Why not just start rooting for them? My son's a Rangers fan. He's got a bunch of Rangers gear. Uh, I'm thinking I'm just, I'm ready, dude. I think I'm ready to just be taken. I don't like Mike Trout. I don't like him. This is like when the Lakers got LeBron. I stopped being a Laker fan when they added LeBron. I was Whoa, like, that's not even close comparison. No, but I'm just saying Mike Trout is this. This god that people look at as he's a goat, and I don't get that. To me, goats win playoff games. Like, dude, yeah. What what single baseball player has been good enough to win their fucking team into the playoffs? Uh, Bonds. Bonds dragged the Giants there at number one. But even look, I know you need a complete team, but that's the other. I love that argument. What player has done that? How many players have also dragged their teams into fucking mediocrity? Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols. Like, these guys with these huge contracts that don't allow you to get any other players. Mike Trout. Then you when you go when you look at the last six hitters in your you lineup. Oh, hey, what are you talking about? Yeah, and he's gonna not resign. And if he does resign, then we're gonna have show it show him that's two forty. Can we like can we take the blinders off? Let come on, everyone. I know he's Japanese and he can pitch and hit. Let's remove the the media blinders. He's batting two forty. What are his numbers right now? Let's look up Shohei Shohei Otani. His numbers like. Uh, Shohei Otani, uh, baseball legend. So look, he's he's not as good as everybody's making him out to be. He's batting two fifty three, like and we're so that's one fourth of the time he's getting a hit. So what we can do is trade Shohei, who's getting a okay. hit. If you're hitting it one-third of the time, you're an all-time great. What are you talking about? Okay, well, let me finish my point. Shohei is hitting one-fourth one of the time, right? Now, the rest of our lineup is hitting it one-eighth of the time. If we trade Shohei, who people have this really inflated sense of pride about, uh, if we trade him, we can replace him with four guys who can hit 250. And... What are we losing? We're not losing anything. We're Didn't you just talk about trading four quarters for a dollar? Yes. And, th- like, look, no, but this this is a quarter. So Joe Hayes a 50-cent piece. No, he's a quarter. He's batting a quarter. No, you're going to trade him four quarters for a, a half dollar. No, I'm going to trade one quarter for four quarters, but this quarter is – uh, this is a, t- a 1963 Buffalo quarter, and I don't care about what when the quarter was made or if the quarter's shinier than the other quarters. I just need a quarter. So if you can get me, this guy's batting 253, 
That's not. Yeah, but you, it, he's also a pitcher. Do you need to watch? What's his ERA? His ERA is actually not that bad. But like, <laughs> think of so think of it like Moneyball. That's kind of probably what like if you, okay. Four think about Mike Trout. If Mike Trout white kids. batted seventy five percent of what he of his best season, but he also pitched and had a good ERA, you wouldn't rather have that than a fucking outfielder. I'd rather I would rather have a better pitcher than a better outfielder. I, I agree with that. But I I look at as far okay like let's even go to Mike Trout. Let's do that. Like that we won't do Trout. But Moneyball, dude. You're, you're, <laughs> let's stay away from those historic stats. Your let's job your job is not to buy players. Your job is to buy wins. And in order to get wins, you need to buy runs. And Shohei has scored 60 times this year. That's 60 runs. He's batted in 65 of those. His on-base percentage is three is .344, which isn't bad. It's pretty good. But his batting average is .253. So I always think when people are talking about how amazing Shohei is, he's not even hitting like what Derek, what's Derek Jeter's career batting average? Fuck it. That's not like it. First of all, am I a Yankees fan? Am I supposed to have that tattooed on my ass? Damn. I don't even know. Dude, a .31 for Jeter. Can we get a .31 guy in this lineup? Because over the extent of the year, that's going to lead to more run generation and more times crossing. So is Jeter not an all-time great? Yes, he is. So you're you're asking for an all-time great. (laughs) <laughs> on your fucking team. They're treating Shohei like he's a Derek Jeter, and he's not. He's not hitting 3-1. He's also not pitching under 2. Under, his ERA is not under 2. Okay. Would you rather have a fucking pitcher or a shortstop? I'd rather have wins. And if I can <laughs> trade Shohei, who's one pitcher. Who gets more wins for you, a pitcher or a shortstop? I feel like at, at, Shohei's not getting us more wins. He's got seven losses on the year and nine wins. So <laughs> I, like he's got us two extra wins this year. Uh, Yo, how many wins did Derek Jeter get you? He won that last game. Remember, he hit his walk-off hit. His walk-off single? Derek Jeter rules, now that I'm thinking about it. I love Jeter, but fuck. Let's see. Shohei. I know we got a hard out. No, we missed it. But Shohei ERA, this is for the year he's at a 2.83. That's fantastic. So, yes, his pitching is really good. But I'm just saying, we need to stop pretending like he's this amazing hitter as well. Like, 253 is not an amazing hitter. No, but he's better than uh, – look up what's the average fucking for pitchers in the league. Uh, okay, MLB league ERA. Uh, right now, year by year. Adding average for pitchers. So right now – so the league ERA is 3.99. So, yes, we have somebody who's better than the league ERA. I, I, okay. I, what's I, their batting percentage? Is that what this stat is right here, BAPIP? I would I assume so. I mean that says point nine point two nine zero. So he's not he's even below the league average for hits allowed. No, I'm not I'm talking what is his at bat oh batting average. Oh two fifty compared to other pitchers. Oh to other pitchers. Good question. Well no other yeah, pitchers well you compare him to pitchers. You're comparing him to Mike Trout at the fucking plate. Pitchers don't hit anymore. Now this Lockheed is Black says Vilides wants Deion Sanders on his team. I would settle for Dion. You can even bring Adam Pac-Man Jones. You can figure this out. Would you rather have Dion or Bo? Uh Bo. I think Bo Jackson was a better baseball. I don't think even Dion would, would fight would argue that. Would he? Yeah. 
I, I don't know how you can. Yeah, I think Bo you think Jackson. Deion Sanders breaking a fucking bat over his thigh. Well, even even Bo only played in the NFL for like two years, didn't he? Like it's not like he had this. He demolished his hip, and then he kept playing with a fake hip. Yeah, see, like I don't know. You gotta if... watch that thirty for thirty on Bo Jackson, dude. Who's Bo Jackson? I just know Bo knows. I remember the injury. I remember it like he landed weird and he was kind of like. No, 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 no. He didn't land weird. He was running, dragging a person, and he pushed off with so much force that he broke his own hip and it Poor severed the artery. Right and just and he his leg. He I, don't his leg. I don't remember that at all. I got to rewatch that. I remember oh, Alex it's... Smith almost lost his leg. Thank you, Cassidy. And yes, Nathan in the chat, we are talking about Bo Callahan. We'd rather have Bo Callahan, even though none of his teammates went to his birthday party. So, Zach, I think we about covered it for another edition of uh, Hashtags and Headlines. Sports! That's why I, I, need, I need that sounder. Sports! Do your dance, AB. Do your dance. Turn that shit on. We got to get that for next time. So, a lot happened tonight, didn't it? Jeez. Dude, a lot's happening. It's... We'll get into some preseason. We got to watch Hard Knocks because it'll be on by next week. So we got to do a little quick Hard Knocks review, a little five minutes to start off the show. Yep. And then uh, when the fuck does uh, college start? Oh, my gosh. Like it's got to be like in two weeks. Yeah, there's going to be a Thursday game roll- rolling around the corner here. So there's going to be a lot of football that happens here. This is the number one sports show on ILikeWrestling.net. So, yes, this is going to be amazing, Geezy. Uh, I'm, I am I can't wait. I got the bug, dude. University of Hawaii, 13-0. 13-0. Okay, sure. Oh, Nathan says Hard Knock started today. Is it on right now? I, I mean, I'm sure it's on demand on HBO. Oh, my gosh. Why are we still talking? I think we did it, Zach. For those who are listening live here on Trovo, I will be right back with Sonic Gino. I think I will be. He never messaged me back. He messaged Get him me. off his ass. Doing a cover letter, throwing away the dildos, please. He actually hit me. He messaged me the, the, like this afternoon and was like, hey, ladies, hope you're having a good day. Now, I remember from a conversation that I had with Kevin that whenever he says that, it means he's not having a good day. And he wants you to ask him how his day is going. And you didn't ask no, him. No, I did. did I go, oh, my gosh. Kevin said that when you ask me this, you're you're sad. So what's what's wrong? Are you okay? Like I immediately was like jumping. Like are you okay? And I don't know. So apparently, no I, response. I, no response. So I hope he's okay. I watched Monday Night Raw. Uh, it, I thought it was great. Kevin hates WWE, but I think it's better than it's ever been. Everybody at work's really excited about it. One of my favorite things is like that Stephen Larson video that Kevin made fun of, where Steve was like SummerSlam. It was just different, and it really wasn't. But I just. Everything's different now. When I watch Raw, like my immediate response was Raw was different. When I watch SmackDown, SmackDown was different. Like everything in wrestling is different. We still have guys named Butch. We still have a guy named Champa, but uh, Champa, dude, the NFL is different. Apex Legends is different. Dude, it's on. It's happening. Season fourteen today started today. I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Geezy, thank you so much for your time tonight.